0: Hey, I'm Rob. Hey, this is Dan.
1: And you're listening to Remote with Rob and Dan. This week on Remote with Rob and Dan.
0: (laughs) Last week it's uh, in case you didn't know, it's Remote with Rob and Dan. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, this week we're talking about uh, a cool song by a
1: cool uh, semi-new artist um, and someone that like struck me uh, last year pretty hard, kind of changed some views i had on music uh a little bit um anyway uh michael kiwanuka um has three full-length albums now this is off his second uh full-length album um called love and hate and the song is called cold little heart that's a good one it's the intro song um to that album um i have uh I heard, this is actually the first song I heard by uh, Kiwanuka um, on, I don't know, one of those, yes, maybe YouTube playlist or something, mm-hmm. and um, it played randomly in the background. I remember I was actually sitting at dinner with, uh, with Amber and literally like stopped. I was like, who yeah. is this? Um, <laughs> I've because... done that so many times. Because <laughs> um, most of the stuff that plays is just kind of like background garbage, you know? Yeah. And, and um, this came on and the intro is super long. Uh and it like builds up and it's super moody and i was like this is super cool like who the heck is this um looked it up and i thought he was like probably by his name for some reason i thought he was gonna be like some huge hawaiian dude Um, yeah of course and he's not um he's a (laughs) uh is a british black dude so totally not huge hawaiian dude Um (laughs) and he's and
0: he's not huge in in stature or size
1: no, so it was, uh, I was surprised by, um, you know, who he was. I mean, I, when you listen to the rest of the album, it's like, oh, okay. You mean you know, it uh, obviously doesn't sound like a huge Hawaiian dude the, the entire album, but his, uh, his name <laughs> his name kind of uh, threw me off.
0: Um, it's just a bunch of Somewhere Over the Rainbow over and over again. <laughs> What's that guy's name that does that? Israel something. Yeah. I don't know it's, his last name. Ask Bradley. Bradley knows actually, his last name.
1: He actually has an album. <laughs> That's actually really good. He
0: is um, really good.
1: Yeah, he's really good. Uh, but Cold Little Heart, <laughs> man, I um this this song and then this album, I kind of pulled it out. I started listening to it. It's not what I know that you actually have a little bit more background with, you know, some soul and stuff, you know, listening yeah. to this writing and stuff than I do. And I've never really listened to anything like this before. And there are parts of it that the album itself or there are parts of it that are kind of almost like 70s, late 60s throwback. Um, mm hmm. And then there are parts that are very
0: just like soulful, but um, there are parts that yeah. really
1: rock also. Um, Hendrix-y,
0: almost. Yeah, there's... Um, actually, there's, there's one song. I don't... I'm not sure if it's on this album. I remember showing it to Matt, our mm-hmm. friend Matt, and um, and this was the first... This, this song was the first one I showed him. And what is it called? Was it Solid Ground? no. That I don't think it's song, on I thought about I don't it. think it's on this album I think it's on so Cold Little Heart was the first one I listened to because you showed me mm. and then I showed him Hero oh
1: yeah dude and and that's on the Piano newest joint.
0: album but that is literally the chords of uh along the watchtower yeah. right yeah and, pretty much. and I was yeah. like this and the and the solo sounds like Hendrix there is a lot of I feel like I hear a lot of Hendrix especially in this newer album.
1: Yeah. He's, um, his first album was very like soul throwback. Mm -hmm. Um, and then this album, the middle one, um, the, uh, was very, I don't know. It felt like he was experimenting with rock and soul a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And then the newer one is definitely more rocking. Um, yeah. Um, they're all just awesome.
0: (laughs) I do remember going back to what you said about, about you just getting into soul over the past year. Um, (laughs) if we want to call this soul, I'm not, I'm not even sure what genre it does. R and B soul, but I mean, it doesn't feel the same as a lot of soul music that no. I hear. But I remember a long time ago I put on, or I had some kind of mix on and it was Otis Redding, I think. And, um, and you were like, you pause it and you're like, turn off this world grotto music. <laughs> 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 it was like hippie music, I guess. <laughs> oh, that's funny.
1: Um, we, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I didn't I never really liked stuff like this. Um I remember uh you know, to be to be fair, like with uh, with a history of music, listening to music and being extremely obsessed with music my entire life. Um, mhm. This whole like genre, like Al Green um, and Marvin Gaye, and mm-hmm. you know Otis Redding, kind of not really in the same, but you know along yeah. those lines. Like this this whole like genre of music um, has never been something I've been interested in. I've been interested really? on the outskirts from like a um, like things that like Prince did, you know, I like uh-huh. a lot um, that were kind of along the same lines. And but as like a full on artist, you know, I never really uh, embraced it. And then I listened to this. Album, um, and I think because it had a little bit more of those rock roots, um, some of the, like you know Zeppelin and, and Hendrix feeling mm-hmm. to it, it was like oh okay, and I could kind of get into it. Listen to the the Black Pumas, um, yeah. Immediately, kind of after this, I, like I started kind of like looking a little bit more um, for that mm-hmm. style of music, and Black Pumas kind of popped up, and uh, now they're one of my favorite bands too. And uh, yeah, it's kind of weird, not really something that I typically pick out. But did it
0: did it open you up to some of the older?
1: stuff i definitely like some of it um for me i think what this album i like when um i'm not a huge fan and i never have been a huge fan of albums that are vocal centric um mm-hmm. where they're like super focused on the vocals and the, the singer you know yeah. um there's a few you know but most of the time i'm not a huge fan of that and uh like amber listens to michael kiwanuka listens to this song and hears like the vocals and just like super yeah. amazing voice, you know, kind of melts over you. It's like super like warm and rich and all that. Mm-hmm. I hear everything else. Like, um, yeah. for me, it's all about the music. And so when I listen to old stuff like Otis Redding, Marvin Gaye, um, Al Green, stuff like that, which I've tried to get into more lately, um, I can appreciate it, but it's still very vocal centric to me. Um, oh, yeah.
0: That's I mean, that, yeah, that's what they that's what they do. Yeah, so um,
1: with Michael Kimonoki, he plays like all the instruments, and you can just tell that he's like the soul of like guitar and piano, mm-hmm. and like he gets it and like wants to bring that through. Like the the intro to this song is like, three dude, it's so long. good. Yeah, it's
0: I almost like it better than the rest of the song. Me too. <laughs> I think especially when that slide guitar comes in. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's weird you say that because I. I am a vocal centric, especially when I listen to that music, because I just feel like, and, and we're sort of leaving out my favorite, but Sam Cooke. Oh yeah, sure. Is sure. I mean, like it just blows me away every time I hear him sing. Yeah. Um. Otis Redding's the same way. Uh, you know Marvin Gaye and some of those those later ones like Curtis Mayfield and um. I guess like Bill Withers and stuff like that. I, I like some of their music, but I I certainly didn't get into it like I did with Sam Cooke or Otis Redding. Um, but this like Michael Kiwanuka, it, it is different to me, and it's it's more of an overall feeling of yeah. the songs because they are all like very different too. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and his voice sort of is is comes second for me mm-hmm. and when I listen to his music. I like it. But I, I don't, I don't feel it like I do Sam Cooke, sure. and I've always liked singers that even with different genres of music that like you can feel what they're singing. I've mm. always liked that. Yeah. Um, and, and and I guess lyrics fall into that too with me. Um, the, especially with soul music, there's something like endearing and uh, and sort of charming about it. With like. When they're singing about love they're singing about like holding hands and like walking right. and, and it's not like about like sex and shit, yeah, sure yeah <laughs> and um you know there's a place for all of that, and I like some music about sex too, but there's something about that era and that like just everything encompassed with those those singers that I just have always really
1: liked it's funny because with a lot of um maybe none of them specifically and i'm really not pointing anyone out but uh when you talk Mm -hmm. about that era i totally understand what you're saying um because you hear them sing, or you'll hear like i don't know the four tops or something like that and you'll Uh hear like these like soaring melodies and sweet lyrics and like holding hands. And I just want to be near you, baby. And then like yeah, the the record stops and they're like light a cigarette and they're like swearing and like, you know, oh yeah, womanizing and like,
0: <laughs> I mean, it's a product of the times, yeah. I suppose a little bit too. Um It it's is. I've always weird. just found it really like, like charming. I yeah, guess for sure that, you know, like we're going out on Saturday night, baby, let's go dance. And there's so many songs about like dancing and, yeah, and just uh, I don't know. I just found it uh, found it really like nice, yeah. for lack of a better word. No, I agree. And
1: Kiwanuka actually kind of takes me there too. It's just not not necessarily in a lyric form. It's just not. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just nothing. Yeah, I don't know. It really just comes back to the the, the musicality of it for me. Like mm-hmm. the um, listening to those you know the older bands and stuff. I've always definitely, you and I, I mean, you and I differ on that. And I, I think I differ from a lot of people. I mean, most people listen to lyrics and stuff and, um, yeah. but I listen to a lot of that older stuff and I listen to it from like, um, like the beach boys. I was just showing you something I toyed with, um, this weekend. They've got amazing voices and the lyrics are Mm -hmm. goofy and stuff, but like for me, they have some songs where the lyrics are great. Um, but for me, it's all about like them harmonizing with each other and layering. Oh yeah. Like songwriting. yeah, Yeah. It's just like. And in a lot of the bands, you know, Motown bands and stuff like that, their voice, there were a few that were like front and center, one single voice, but most were like multiple voices with layers and harmonies and like, you know, um, and that's where I like get into it. Cause for me at that point, I don't really have to like, even necessarily care what they're saying. It's just like the musicality of their voices and like layering and stuff is really awesome.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. So, I mean of course there's different reasons to like different things sure but but yeah i think you're right in that generally we've always kind of differed in that yeah. way i'm trying to look up something sorry real quick there's <laughs> it, it's interesting there's a i listened to this playlist of sam cook and um oh where is it in my library i don't even know um I'll see if I can find it at some point. There's an there's on the playlist, there's an interview he does on the on the radio. Um and the interviewer asks him to like define soul. <laughs> and he just sings no words. <laughs> like he just sings this, like it, it's kind of incredible. I'll see if I can find it and maybe we can like post it in here. Yeah. Of just like what Sam Cook said Soul was, which is pretty cool yeah that's awesome um
1: so to you know now that we've kind of like established generally where we're coming from with this song or you know Mm -hmm. where where i was coming from with wanting to pick this one um the song itself um when you listen to it it's like a three minute i think here i'm gonna look yeah it's like it's almost three minutes it's about a three minute intro Mm -hmm. um and the first two and a half minutes don't even sound like the same song. Um, it's like a completely different thing. And there's some really cool videos of him doing it live in the studio, um, with a band. Um, and it's impeccably done. He spares no expense on the instrumentation and like all the parts and pieces. There's multiple vocal tracks, um, Mm -hmm. female vocal backing vocals, um really amazing guitars and bass and piano and uh electric piano he's a huge Wurlitzer fan um lots of oh, yeah? Wurlitz- yeah lots of Wurlitzers on his albums um and uh and um playing those and then he comes in with this like rock slide guitar that's just like super awesome um i'm going to let that play for just a second right here Even the drums are awesome. Oh, yeah.
0: So good. Yeah.
1: So just like all the different pieces that are going, um, that are running in this song, it's amazing. And then he like comes in with this like fuzz guitar. Yeah. Um, and it's super like uh, Sounds like he's got probably phaser Or uh, I know he likes the uni vibe a lot But he's got some kind of like Some kind of modulation on it and this like fuzzy guitar and it's just like super Hendrix You know That's a slide too right Yeah he's playing a slide for sure Yeah um, So between all those things He's very Got a very like bluesy Hendrix thing going on mm-hmm. On top of this like super soulful You know uh, Bass layer um, And it's just like
0: the damn thing's 10 minutes long. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's there's a there's a little Zeppelin in there too. Yeah, for sure. I can
1: hear yeah. it. This slide definitely definitely yeah. a little bit more Zeppelin in that. Um Yeah, he's got a lot of influences. I've listened to him a bunch of times uh in interviews and he always cites uh Hendrix. Like mm. I think that was his biggest influence, which is weird cuz he's not like he sounds, you know, doesn't yeah. sound like a Hendrix album. Um but it's just cool for, for this soulful dude with a thick, awesome voice to get up with this cool backing band and then kind of like still be fairly guitar centric, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so like still have like those rock roots and stuff. It's really mm-hmm. neat. Um, and it's actually, it's one of those bands, one of those songs and one of those, um, one of those artists where you find it and you're like, oh man, I want more like this. So then you find their yeah. other albums. And you're like, okay, sweet. You know, I've got more albums, and so I've got three albums. And it's like, well, I want more music like this. Now, yeah. this is all I want to listen to. And you don't really know where to go, so you start. I don't know. This is where I kind of branched out to the Black Pumas, and um,
0: yeah, you know who else I really like that falls into this genre is uh, Leon Bridges. Oh yeah, Leon
1: Bridges is great.
0: He's definitely a little bit more like doo like yeah, um, doo like like
1: old country feel. Yeah, yeah, oh, country. Yeah, it's a good. That definitely has a lot of country. Um, I have two, two of his records. Mm. Um, listen to those on uh, pretty constant rotation. Like him a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah. I like that song "Beyond." I think that's mm. my favorite song he does. Um,
1: but yeah, this guy, this this song, like, I mean, the vocals didn't come into like three or four minutes. Yeah. <laughs> song.
0: Yeah, I'm curious if that. I mean, I mean, I assume he wrote it. He wrote it that way, but I wonder after watching the video of that song mm-hmm. if it, if the intro came in afterwards to like make time for filmography. Uh, maybe I mean the video is definitely cool. Um, mm-hmm.
1: And uh, are you talking about the one in the studio where it's like panning around all them?
0: No, 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 no. The like it's like the uh, oh, what is it? There's I've only seen it a couple of times, but it's got like this whole story. Oh. It's like a film. Have you not seen I it? I probably haven't even seen that, no. Uh, you should watch it. Um, I, I haven't watched it enough to even talk about it. That's cool. I'll,
1: yeah, I'll check it but, out.
0: Um, but yeah, there's this whole intro with like a kid and riding a bike, I think. And, um, you know, it, it it has the intro in it. Whereas sometimes, you know, you listen to it, like when they play it on Pandora and stuff, it just starts where the song right. starts.
1: I don't know if... Um, I don't know if he intentionally did this but there are parts Mm. in that intro where the drums um like the it almost sounds like the drummer's like (laughs) doing that thing where you're like stop playing drums and they're like Mm -hmm. okay and then they just like can't help (laughs) themselves um and uh it sounds like he's kind of doing that thing a little bit where he's just like randomly hitting cymbals and stuff Uh so it almost sounds like and i don't know if this is intentional um it almost sounds like they were just messing around. I mean, we'd done that a million times just yeah. messing around in the studio and it ended up sounding good. And then they probably layered stuff on top of it. But I yeah. wonder if there's like a base layer to that. That was actually hmm. them just like jamming. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, it does sound like that. Although I do know that he records most of the stuff himself. So it yeah. doesn't make any sense. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just jamming by himself.
1: I guess that could happen too. Maybe. <laughs> Have you seen his uh, tiny desk at home? Concerts? Mm-hmm.
0: That's awesome. That one's so good. Yeah. That one's so deconstructed too. I think, I don't know that this
1: gets you. Uh, One thing that gets me for sure, I'm like a sucker for this, is um, when I hear something, the sound, the sonic quality, like the way it was Mm -hmm. recorded, like matters to me a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, And I could tell right away, like this guy's obviously still like recording to tape and not, you know. um, Yeah listen to it so i read an interview he actually famously recorded like very analog um with all vintage gear vintage microphones and everything um his first album in a very famous studio um and when i listen to it i can like i can hear that stuff so then i start to see him play and he's playing like really cool guitars and every time they're all set up they've got really cool like roads and whirlitzers and like that kind of stuff like starts to amp me up and once like gets yeah. more into the music and more into the band. Mm-hmm. Um, just knowing that uh, he's like cares about it's like the, it's like the sonic aesthetic.
0: <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> that makes sense. The blanket of sound that, yeah. in, that you wrap around yourself.
1: Yeah. Like I can listen to a song that for all intents and purposes is not an excellent song per se, but if it sounds really good, um, Uh I can enjoy it for a little bit. And I think that's part of what, for me, that's part of why I don't like most like modern pop music is because not only does it sound bad, it sounds like ultra produced and gross. Yeah. But it also is usually not an awesome song either. (laughs) Yeah. So it's just like all sorts
0: of crap. (laughs) It's just everything unlikable in music. Have you Uh heard... I, I feel that, I, but you know, sometimes, and maybe it was this this way in the '80s too. But some of the '80s music is like that, mm-hmm. you know, as far as like overproduced, <laughs> at least for the time. Even yeah. some of the stuff that we like, oh, like yeah. like the Phil Collins that we talked about, oh for sure, you know, yeah, and and um, shit, like Lewis, all that, yeah, all that. It just, I don't know, it's got a different feel, and, and maybe back then it was the same for you know people our age. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure everybody 40 years old loved Phil Collins back in the 80s. But <laughs> Most not. of the stuff, though, that, that I don't
1: like is the overproduced stuff from the 80s. There's a few. Phil Collins is kind of an exception, but um, mm-hmm. like none of it. I don't like any of the hair metal, like any of the rock.
0: Not even rock. Def Leppard,
1: dude? No. Oh, man, I it. love Def Leppard. <laughs> ultra, ultra produced and like the drums sound like they're in a, you know, cave yeah yeah dude that's great like a gorilla is playing like a 40 inch snare in a cave (laughs) (laughs) that's what how it happened with one arm it's uh it's so like yeah it's so ridiculous and they're like yeah i'm just like that doesn't like if you're gonna make it sound so ridiculously just just use drum machines at that point yeah like it
0: doesn't sound like organic whatsoever anymore yeah um yeah, no, I, and it's nice that music's kind of like skewing back towards that. Um, yeah. It has been, you know, it has been for quite some time, right? It even was when in the early two thousands with the, the bands, you know, like the the. <laughs> the 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 Hives and the Vines and the Strokes and all that that shit that right, you know, sounded like old rock and roll, seventies rock and roll. Yeah, um, but you know, maybe maybe there always has been people doing that and throwing back their sound, but it does feel like there's more of a renaissance for it in the past, you know, decade at least. I kind of feel like there is. And honestly, one,
1: one area that you can just look to, to start to see that there for sure is, is, um, is music production. Mm-hmm. Cause there's so many, like all of a sudden now this, this, this old decks desk called a Tascam 388. Um, uh-huh. It's like a mixing desk. Um, it's it's probably 16 channels, maybe 24. No, it's probably not 24. I don't know, but it's probably like in the eight to 16 range. So it's not like massive, but it's pretty big. Mm-hmm. It's got the VU meters on it. Looks all vintage yeah. and cool. Does not sound amazing. It's not like it's a Neve or like an SSL or anything like that. Um, yeah, you know, it's Tascam, and then but it has <laughs> a reel to reel like built into it. Oh really? Um, yeah. So when you're mixing and stuff, you record down to reel to reel i would say probably i'm totally guessing right now but i would i would bet you five years ago that that cost i don't know four hundred dollars to pick up on like ebay yeah. they're going for like three grand now
0: <laughs> um, of course
1: and like a roland j juno 60 synthesizer it's pretty quintessential sound of the 80s like that very chimey like mm-hmm. um you know synth wave sound of the 80s yeah. um like everything in the cure <laughs> um, yeah that's that's a Roland in Juno 60 synthesizer most of the time and um because of that and because it like gained popularity like all of a sudden now it's also in like the four thousand to five thousand dollar range whereas a couple years huh. ago dude that, there's no way it would have been more than like two grand um really yeah so the the industry in the last ten years has like really jumped on this like vintage kick so I think music is kind of obviously you know along the same lines like everything's like analog yeah everything now is like an analog synth even though synths have been analog for a really long time like Mm -hmm. the first synths were analog and now like the new one's coming out they're like it's all analog signal chain i'm like you mean like a guitar i mean it's not like that's not that crazy like that's Mm. how that's like the ancient technology
0: (laughs) yeah i wonder what drives that like i mean i'm I'm sure bands do but i wonder (sighs) i don't know you know, because, I mean, it takes a few bands gaining popularity using that sound for others to want to mimic it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, you know, I guess it comes from bands blowing up, like like the White Stripes or, like, right. like uh, Black Keys or something yeah. like that. I would that say the Black
1: Keys had a big part in this mm-hmm. vintage movement. Um, yeah. Because I've never really been a huge fan of them. Yeah. But.
0: They're, you know they are what what they are there's a place for
1: them i like some of their songs Uh, there's actually a bunch of stuff that uh i never really i didn't know was the black keys and then recently i was like on this kind of retro vintage sound you know i was going i was like all right i'm gonna start collecting a little bit more that kind of music and you know listen through it i'd never listened to the black keys um yeah literally never downloaded a song opened an album had no idea um i knew who they were. And I knew that mm-hmm. people like them <laughs> to be perfectly Frank. I honestly, like I mix them up with the black eyed peas all the time. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, they sound very similar So uh, <laughs> when the black keys came out and then I was like, Oh, the black keys, that's clever. The keys on the keyboard. The yeah. Black ones. Yeah. I get it. Um, they're the ones you don't want to hit, but, um, <laughs> the, uh, when I popped in one of their albums, I can't remember which one, um, and listened through it, I was like, oh, man, I, I know all these songs.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah, they're everywhere. They're, they're everywhere. They're like the hipster Nickelback. Yeah, hipster <laughs> Nickelback. Holy cow. Um, but, yeah, you know, I like some of their music. But I do like that sound. There's, uh, you know, I, I, maybe it's just me being a drummer. But I feel like when bands sound like that, usually I don't like the drummer. And oh, yeah. they are a case in point of that. The, the drumming bothers me in most yeah. of their music. Same with like Kings of Leon or, yeah, you know, the White Stripes. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but, uh, it, you know, there's a, there's a place for it. And there are standouts like Michael Kiwanuka that, you know, can use that, yeah. that vintage sound. And, it, and it's really good. Yeah. Damn. Um
1: this album, his his three albums, the Black Pumas, um, there are uh M Ward. I don't know if you ever listen to him. Uh Mm-mm. it's the it's the dude from uh She and Him. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's like his stuff. Um hmm. it's kind of along not these lines. It's a little bit more folk bluegrassy. Yeah. Um, but it's good. And he incorporates stuff like um He'll incorporate stuff like uh, synthesizers, but from like a like a vintage place, not like a, yeah. not like a new you know electronic uh-huh. place. Um, and uh, but he's got some he's he weird instruments, and you know the song the songs are good. Actually, to be honest, it's way more up your alley than me. Really? <laughs> yeah, I'll look it up. M think Ward. Yeah, I think you'd like. I more. do like I do like bluegrass. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, nice. so, uh, yeah, this, uh, Michael Kiwanuka, if anyone hasn't heard him, uh, you should absolutely, is, is Michael Kiwanuka, is that, is he famous? Is he popular?
0: I, you know. I can't tell anymore. It, it's hard to know because, uh, it, what is popular anymore? Right. Like, besides, you know, the people that are on, like, The Voice. <laughs> yeah. Or Katy Perry. I'm not, I'm not really even sure what, like, uh, like. What constitutes popularity? Best, yeah, like what's what sells the best? I don't even know who buys music anymore. So, I, I, like, I guess thing. it's like post Malone. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the best. He's like the most popular. I read I'm a thing. Sure.
1: I guess if you're on like
0: Jimmy Fallon or SNL, yes. and well, I mean, i mean the Black Keys or the not the Black Keys, the Black Pumas are like exploding even just over the past couple of weeks because of I guess the Grammys. They played the Grammys. Oh, did they? And and uh maybe won a Grammy. I can't even remember. I think but, they won a Grammy for yeah uh, for Colors. They they played Colors on on the Grammys and like everybody's. They've been on. I follow them on Instagram, so I see gotcha. occasionally. And you were mentioning those shows. They had like a like a short like montage of every single like late night show saying in the Black boomers and uh, it was like Fallon okay. and you know, the rest of them. I don't know any other ones, but <laughs> all Val, the, jimmies. <laughs> all the, all the late night talk show people. Yep. But, um, um, yeah, I don't know about Michael Kuanuka. I don't know. It doesn't really say like,
1: I can't tell. I mean, I guess you could tell if you like went and watched YouTube videos and if they had like, you know, millions of views, then maybe they're
0: popular. Yeah, um, it's weird. So weird. Yeah. It used to just be who
1: sells the most CDs. Yeah. I yeah. saw somewhere the other day, uh, someone talking about getting signed um, hmm. to a record label, and I was just like, "Is that even a thing anymore?" Like,
0: yeah, is I that guess. when you're in a
1: band in the '80s, '90s, early 2000s, your That's like the goal your goal was <laughs> to get signed by record label. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, is that still the goal of like fledgling bands? Like, do 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 groups of dudes and gals still get together? like, four people, like, okay, you can play bass, you can play guitar, you can play drums, you can play keys, and you can sing. Um, uh-huh. Does that still happen? <laughs>
0: in, like, yeah. high schools? I, I mean, I guess. Like, I don't I, even know. Like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> I mean, I assume it's... The only thing I can equate it to is, like, publishing, because that's the world that I live in, is, like, it's still takes marketing right, right. to like yeah. get popular sure at least like hugely popular like internationally um or even nationally and it, you still need money yeah. for marketing yeah. and the money at least in my experience is not within the bands right. <laughs> and there's right. no there's no money when you're a uh, you know struggling musician trying to get noticed usually right. So, I, mean, I assume you'd still want to get signed. I mean, uh, this uh, this album, this Kiwanuka album is on Polydor Limited. I don't know what that is, but um says it's a UK-based label. So I mean, he is obviously signed to something. And I think that's I mean, that still how his, you like, get on label like, though, right? Like shows and, yeah. and which at Michael Kiwanuka's, I know he's on probably a million shows. I've never seen him on anything, any, uh, uh, U S popular, you know, I know when, um, Elizabeth said this earlier, this cold little heart, this particular song is on, on a show that that's where she heard it. Cause I was, I was listening to it cooking one night and that song came on and she was like, are you listening to the whatever show? Pretty, pretty lies or, oh, I don't know. Yeah. um, it, it was on, it was on that show. Okay, um, and all his music sounds like it's perfect for any any genre of show <laughs> that is th- that's like serious and gritty. Yeah, you know, yeah. Black Pumas are the same way. Yeah, and, like I feel like it could be on on a uh, True Detective. It's every funny second of it. It's, it's <laughs> funny
1: because when I listen to Michael Kiwanuka, and then just because of the order of events for me. Um, you know, I personally discovered black Pumas after Michael Kiwanuka. Mm -hmm. Um, and to me, Michael Kiwanuka, I've been listening to for a while. I had watched everything I could find of him live on, on YouTube and stuff. And so I like, I Mm -hmm. had like this discography and wealth of like knowledge about him. And then I listened to the black Pumas. So to me, the black Pumas are like the little brother of Michael Kiwanuka is like a established, amazing musician, you know? Um, but I'm pretty sure it's the other
0: way around. <laughs> yeah, probably. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's funny how your brain does that and, old, and, and just automatically lumps bands together. I've done that oh, for like, sure. my whole life with stuff. Yeah.
1: That I still nice. lump uh, REM with Faith No More. Really? <laughs> yes. Well, they're exactly the same. <laughs> What's weird to me, I lump Faith No More's Introduce Yourself, their first album, before mm-hmm. Mike Patton. I lumped that. With REM's uh, eponymous album. Oh, yeah. Because I got both of them at the same time uh, when I first got a yeah. Sound Player.
0: That's usually how that works. Yep. I do that with Limp Biscuit and Corn <laughs> <laughs> and the Deftones. They're all the same to me. Oh, man.
1: Yeah. That's oh, dude. Funny. I saw
0: Brandon Boyd
1: on something. Oh, man. Day. I forgot about that band. I saw him on something the other day. And, like, he's like, uh, man, it looks like he's living the the ultimate like california life oh i'm sure he's like he was in like flip flops and like doing (laughs) yoga and surfing and stuff and i was just like man sounds about right yep incubus man i haven't thought about them in a long time i was reading a book um we're getting way off topic but then we'll. yeah um, we are um i was reading a book uh recently about um about psychotropics uh is about um altered states brain in your brain and stuff. Uh-huh. It's a technical book, but um, they started talking about uh, psilocybin. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, started talking about that as a, um, as a uh, psychotropic used for in the the government and then through uh, tests in like the seventies and stuff. And I was just like, Oh man, all I can think of is that stupid song. <laughs> it's, that, it's that funk
0: album. Psilocybin or whatever. Yeah. Um, what was it on? was that the album that was the song it was on fungus, fungus among us yeah <laughs> yeah um i remember listening to that on the way down to the beach and deciding that we were going to be a funk band heck yeah dude More yeah that on. that
1: worked out well when we got that's back. another one i've gotten into recently is uh parliament oh yeah yeah i don't know It just out of little nowhere funk. i was like you know what i'm gonna listen to parliament and uh, i mean they're good yeah maggot brain it's an awesome little episode. little little james brown oh yeah Cool man. Well, this was a uh, this is a good this is a good song. I'm glad uh, I'm glad it made it into the uh, into the list because uh, so far we've had Nine Inch Nails, Phil Collins, and Michael Kiwanuka. So I'm really curious what's gonna come oh, go yeah. next.
0: What are your other other favorite Kiwanuka song? That I people would say can listen to
1: my favorite Kiwanuka songs are uh, "Cold Little Heart," um, "Hero," "Piano Hero's Joint." That a good one. Uh, "Piano Joint." Um, and then, uh, home again, I think it's the name of it. I'm yeah. actually really bad with, uh, song names. Even, oh yeah. Yeah. Let me look. Uh, and the, and one of the songs that I was thinking about for this episode, instead of doing cold little heart, um, I was thinking to do, um,
0: solid ground. No, that's a good one, which is really good. Yeah. I like that one a lot. It's funny. They're different than mine. I mean, really? I like, I like all the songs, but I like pretty much all the songs he's- i've heard him do but i like love and hate a lot that's a good one yeah and uh the final frame i like that song a lot i don't know which one that is the last one on this album on oh yeah on the love and hate album yeah that's a good one for sure and then final days is a good one too yeah um on the newest album
1: On, I would have said, if you would have asked me, it kind of sways and changes, but my favorite for a really long time was um, uh, Always Waiting on his first album.
0: Oh, yeah? Yeah. That album I haven't listened to as much. You know, I was reading the description of the newest one, talking about popularity, um, and it says this is the singer-songwriter who was invited to join Kanye West's Yeezus session. <laughs> so, Kanye West liked him. Oh, good. But eventually snuck wordlessly out, suffering imposter syndrome. <laughs> huh. Wow. That sense of self-doubt shadowed him even before his 2012 debut collected a Mercury Prize nomination. Here's a quote. It's an irrational thought, but I've always had it. He tells Apple Music it keeps you on your toes, but it was also frustrating me. I was like, I just want to be able to do this without worrying so much and just be confident in who I am as an artist. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's I a uh, pretty damn typical of anyone
1: that uh, isn't a megalomaniac.
0: <laughs> you know, and it, it's it, it is. It, I, I try to like shy away from the term imposter syndrome because I feel like it usually. The people that you know quote unquote suffer from it are extremely talented
1: mm-hmm.
0: um and I feel like it's just a sense of being humble, yeah, but I bet when you are a musician and you're a solo musician, you know and you're you're like there by yourself mm-hmm. and you're around all these people that are like you said megalomaniacs like Kanye West um it it really like it's hard
1: to oh, yeah, if sure. you
0: even if you are just a humble person you know to like even sit there and and do your part
1: i think it only becomes imposter syndrome i think it gets turn, tossed around way too much but i think it only mm-hmm. becomes truly imposter like a true syndrome when it's like debilitating for your work yeah you which know, i
0: mean where, this this you know maybe um it sounds like it is if you yeah. just like left a room full of musicians but yeah, I think you're right that it it does get tossed around a lot. I think a and lot of people
1: that say they have imposter syndrome, they're actually just lazy and unmotivated. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Unless it is truly like you were saying again, debilitating and right. and keeps you from like actually doing your your work or your hobby or whatever it may be. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I don't. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I definitely
1: think that it's a real thing. Um, I just think it's used too liberally.
0: Yeah, I agree. You know, reading through this, uh, I don't know if you've ever done this, like hit the view more on the descriptions, and sometimes oh, yeah. there isn't much, but this one has like, every song has a, has like, it, like I just, it just said like Eddie Hazel from Funkadelic is his favorite guitar player. <laughs> um, Let me see if it has something. I'm curious about Cold Little Heart if there's like, like uh, How it I was looking be. at a different album. So, nope. Of course, this album does not have a view more. (laughs) Um, Oh, crap. (laughs)
1: um, Um, Cool. Well, uh, this was a good episode. Yeah. Uh, Appreciate it. Appreciate anybody listening in. Um, And uh, you know what? We're going to pick something cool for next time. Next time is Daniel's pick. Uh, Do you have one yet? Here's my pick. I can can decide right now what I think it's going to be. I mean, we don't have to decide you can hint if you want, if you know, if
0: not, then uh, we'll just, um, probably take it back, take it back to rock. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Let's, um, any hint I give will give it away completely. (laughs) It's another, another drummer come band leader. Nice. Um, oh, that'll be a good one. Another drummer come solo artist. That'll be a good uh, one. Get into a band again. Yeah. Everybody will know who this is. There's and only pro- like three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, what's funny is I picked, uh, there's two songs that I have picked you that picked three, are, yeah. that are, that's funny. I didn't really even think about that. I guess I just. Three
1: songs that are drummers with famous singers.
0: Yeah. Drummers as famous uh, singers. Yeah, well, this one is uh, more current. All right, (laughs) nice. Uh,
1: Current. You're using current loosely.
0: (laughs) Yeah, current as in still makes popular music. There you go. Cool. As opposed to, yeah, they certainly started not current. It It was a long time ago. Well thanks everyone thanks for listening in
1: and uh we will see you uh next 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 month next month peace out peace out